Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, April 13. John Aravosis with Cliff Schechter. Why, hey, John, how are you? Why, hey, why, hey, why, hey? <laughs> hey. Is that Canadian? Hey. hey. Or Southern, I don't know which. I, Southern I, it was Canadian. something I made up on the fly. I really have why, no hey. idea. Why, hey? Why, hey, John? Um, so today's topics, just to jump right in, uh, we're going to talk about the J&J vaccine. Um, we are going to, and we'll decide which one first. Now I'm changing my mind, maybe. Uh, the Trump insurrection, resurrection, as I'm calling it. Um, basically Trump's rehabilitation. I really don't like anything with Trump and, and erection. it sounds well, like erection. The, in, I was going to say, same. exactly. It's not the insurrection, resurrection, erection. That would be bad. I feel like um, just saying Trump and erection in the same yeah. sentence is committing oh. crime. So I just learned yesterday, assuming what I read wasn't total bullshit, but that King Tut, when they wrapped him up, they, okay, <laughs> engorged his penis and then mummified his penis. Like, is it yeah, right? I read that like two or a few weeks ago. Yes, I, I did. Have no idea. And apparently, uh, what's his face? Carter, Carter, Jimmy Carter? No, 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 no. Howard I'm Carter, just, the the I famous archaeologist. The famous guy oh. who discovered King Tut. I think it was Howard Carter. Um, broke it off by accident and then kind of put it back. <laughs> Could you see like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't nobody look. That, that's a, a lot like a family guy routine, it seems to me. Well, it, well, then he put it back, back up, upside down because either he was being a prude or he had no idea it was sticking up. So he put it back pointing down. So the famous photos of King Tut when they opened up the tomb and unwrapped him or whatever, all have him like pointing down, which is very funny. And they King Tut. <laughs> they've determined that it just adds a whole new thing to that steve martin i skit. just i think it's fascinating um so uh we're going to talk about trump's insurrection resurrection uh that'll lead us into a bit of ashley babbitt discussion too probably who was the woman who was killed the insurrectionist who was killed at the capitol um not and to be maybe, confused with that other babbitt no that was bobbitt forget it oh Bob, lorraine well lorraine babbitt speaking of cutting off penises that's yes. what made me think of her Abbott, and babbitt was a what's babbitt a democrat she 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 was not uh, babbitt did not go after mummified penises she went after a very specific one that no, was not gatified penises although actually i think that guy had been abusive so i'm sure yeah. whatever fuck him um yeah, ba- yeah, yeah, ba- yeah babbitt was a senator from i want to say nevada Interior Secretary there. under Utah, Clinton. He was one of those out there. And yeah. I think he was the Interior Secretary under Bill Clinton. Bruce Babbitt. There you go. Might have been a senator, too, before that, I believe. No, I'm saying he was a senator from Nevada, I think. Then, and I think he yeah. was made Interior Secretary under, yep. under Bill yep. Clinton. And now a word from our sponsor. Bill Press has been one of the leading progressive voices in the country. We are so glad he's out there on the left, stronger than ever. And right now he's using that progressive voice in the Bill Press podcast. The Bill Press pod is up twice a week, an in-depth interview with a major newsmaker on Tuesday, plus his lively, haha, lively, end of the week round. Hello. End of the week. End of the week. End of the week. End of the week. Reek, reek. That's from uh, Game of Thrones. End of the week roundtable with three of the Washington top political reporters digging deep on the latest craziness from the GOP, the massive voter suppression bills in the states, and the Democrats' fight to keep control of the Congress in 2022. So I encourage you to join us in subscribing to the Bill Press Pod. It's a must-listen for all progressives. To sign up, just go to wherever you go for podcasts. Search the Bill Press Pod. Search the Bill Press Pod. <laughs> wherever you go for podcasts. Go Search- everywhere. Yes. 
Cliff and I are gonna Cliff and I are gonna grammatically correct the ad. Search for the Bill Press Pod, click on subscribe, and then tell your friends to do the same. Take it from us. We follow the Bill Press Pod, and you should And now back to our show. So do we start with J and J? Let's start with J and J. We'll start with J and J. Topic of the morning, and then we'll get into Trump. Um, so the news breaking this morning is that uh, U.S. government's putting on hold and suggesting states do the same uh, immunizations with the Johnson Johnson vaccine. When I say recommending states, you've got uh, FEMA doing some inoculations. So that would be the federal government. But then you've got states pretty much in charge of all the rest. So state governments have to decide. I believe your right. governor in Ohio has already said, yes, he's going to pause. Uh, doing the doing the J and Johnson and Johnson vaccinations, the concern is the same concern that pops up or has been popping up with AstraZeneca, uh, that there are a rare form of blood clots potentially. Um, yes, and in this case, yeah. it seems very much um, you were pointing out earlier, like it's hmm. a uh, a it's happening to women. Um, yeah. I want to make sure to get this right. So, women who are pregnant and women between very specific ages, eighteen to fifty, it seems like right. Um, which means of childbearing years, yep. it seems like. Um, oh, that's interesting. I, I hadn't thought of it in that regard. Yeah, whether it's estrogen related or something what, else. Right. So, I mean, because Brian Schatz, again, he's a senator from Hawaii, pretty pretty uh, witty guy on Twitter and, and passionate too. I like Brian Schatz. Um, he tweeted out, I respect the independence of the FDA and their need to evaluate risk, but six out of 6.8 million is not a lot. And they're going to land on, quote, we reviewed the data and everything is fine, quote, they need to be clear and quick and unequivocal, unequivocal. But somebody responded to him, pointed out that if all, you know, and again, I'm not saying this should mean that they shouldn't be going with it. I leave it up to folks to, but that those six all are from this very specific group. So it's not really six out of 6.8 million. It's six out of whatever this, this this subgroup of women Women aged 18 to 50. Yeah. Right. And, and we don't, yeah. I don't know what the overall number is. And again, yeah. folks, we're just talking what we, what's out there right now. I'm not trying to scare anybody and I'm not trying to, you know, we're just giving you what we've got. Yeah. Um, well, you know, and um, a couple different points people have been raising. One, well, one point I'm raising is I was listening to the conference uh, or press conference this morning that the CDC was giving about this. And they by the way, asking, folks, John had that shot. It was worth it. Oh, yeah. I had the J&J shot. Um, and the CDC press conference about it this morning, they were asked about, you know, don't you feel like you're overreacting, blah, blah, blah. And of course, she missed the total softball response, which was, you know, I would rather be accused of overreacting out of an abundance of caution than the opposite. But she didn't say that. She gave a long-winded doctor answer. I was like, no! Wait, who, was, who was this? CDC this morning. CDC, okay, yeah. but, and they were asked, you know, just that by a reporter, don't you? But how do you respond to charges that you're overreacting to the concerns? And of course, like, it's the, it's the softball. You mean I'm paying too much attention to the health of the American people? You right. mean you mean the process for keeping our vaccines safe is too rigorous? Is that what you're saying? That there's an that you know right. So in other words, you're accusing the COVID vaccines of being too safe. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I mean, you you sort of have to turn right. it around and try to make it a pro-vaccine message because I got to tell you, after AstraZeneca, which we've not been using in the states, it's still under review. Uh, it, I believe they might even still be doing trials here. It was approved in Europe and maybe Australia and other places. It it also is having the same uh, potential uh, blood clots, or maybe they know their blood clots at this point. Um, and Europe has really put a halt to it. 
I mean, AstraZeneca's right. had so many bad stories that I got to tell you, I'd be a little creeped out by AstraZeneca, even though mathematically, maybe I'm wrong. But my gut at this point is going, you know what? Too much bad news about that shot. You know, and yeah, it sort of sucks because I mean, again, this is such I'm looking right now, actually, Johnson and Johnson stock. That's not that bad. It's only down 2.62% considering what that's just not happened. bad. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it all this is is cost benefit analysis in some level. My concern right. is, of course, is we already have people that are so that are anti-vax to begin with. Yes. And I hate having these stories out there for that reason. Yeah. Again, like it, it, you know, six people is not not nobody. So, so it's important. And if they do yeah. think that this is showing a clear pattern, I've always said I will trust scientists before I, I trust myself on things like this because they know more than me. Right. But we also, I think, also have to apply common sense. I don't know. It's it's really it's it's tough. I don't think there's any easy answer here. And I mean, and you you know, a couple of points people raised on Twitter that I thought was very interesting. One woman said, um, dee, 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 dee. Oh, no, I, copied the, I, copied the wrong, I copied the wrong tweet, actually. <laughs> Basically, uh, one of the women on Twitter was saying, I just remember it. She was saying, you know, we get all sorts of warnings about blood clots with taking the pill. And there's a greater risk than this one in a million or whatever for getting the blood shots, uh, clots. But nobody really talks about it. And none of us refuse to take the pill as a result was one point. See, so there's I mean, there's an interesting. Oh, yeah. Again, I'm not saying I found it. I'm yeah. not saying. I'm not saying that means, oh my God, you should go, you know, you, you shouldn't worry about it. I'm just saying yeah. that's what I wish they were talking yeah. about. Oh, like, so, sorry, somebody else, the second tweet, Barbara Stein, not sure who Barbara Stein is, but it was a good tweet. I've been thinking about all the dire warnings we hear on TV ads for all kinds of commonly prescribed medications. I'm assuming this Paul, anyway, she's saying, you know, look at, look at all the warnings they give you with every drug on TV, or frankly, you know, my doctor started me on a new prescription and I was reading up on it. And every time I read up on my prescriptions, they give me, I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, they're just, they're all horrifying. I mean, they really are. They're not like you may itch or something. I mean, they're, <laughs> well, and you know, the truth of the matter is, is when, if you go and you get any major operation, right. I mean, when they're telling you, you're going to be fine, you know, 80 whatever percent of people come out of this okay. That yeah. means 15% or whatever yeah. don't, right? Yeah. But we don't, you know, we don't talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot worse than six yeah. in, in, let's even say it's not seven or eight million. Let's say it's just women 18 to 15, call that one million or yeah. whatever it is. I mean, uh, you know, like that's, so that's what I'm, I'm just trying to ask. I'm not trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, No, it's funny. It's funny, the, you know. Again, having said that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I do know I, they don't have a choice. They've got to investigate all of this. I think it's unfortunate because the AstraZeneca thing already was like, you know, setting up the pitch to use our baseball examples. And so people were already getting worried about this exact problem of this unique right. form of thrombosis, uh, blood clots, but a very unique form. And then you've got J and J, which is the same type of vaccine as AstraZeneca, right? Both, use an adenovirus to uh, inject a part of the, it, it injects, I believe uh, the spike or whatever of the COVID uh, into cells and then whatever it's confusing, but bottom line is it works pretty much the same way as AstraZeneca. So you've got now two vaccines that work the same way. Are the two having the exact same com potential complications? Obviously that seems it's like suspicious. more than a coincidence. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate, as you said, because Europe is up shit Creek 
Canada's, Canada's awful. The baseball example, I mean, I hate to do this to you, John. I won't talk about baseball for too long. But yesterday when, when the New York Yankees were playing the Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays can't even go back to Canada because oh, essentially – yeah, well, because they've been, you know, part of it's, I'm sure, because they've been here and they have to quarantine. But also what they were mentioning on this broadcast is the fact mm-hmm. that going back to Canada and then coming back here would be the problem because Canada is so bad right now with the vaccines, oh. such right. a low level that they're, that they're having worse spikes than we are. You oh, know, wow. I mean, oh, and so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and here's, and again, like, I just feel like we should always talk about the various facets of these things. Mm-hmm. So Mark D. Levine, I don't know who this is, but that doesn't really matter. A New York City councilman lamented, this is a New York Times article, by the way, lamented on Twitter that the pause would be, quote, a huge setback, unquote, to the city's vaccination program, which he said relies, quote, entirely on J&J, unquote, to inoculate the homebound. Oh, I saw that. For whatever reason... Folks that are homebound are getting the well, J. Think about it because you have to go there. You go there. We'd rather go there once. Go because and, if you've got to visit everyone at home twice, that's a lot of time that you're spent traveling right. and everything else. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, you know, this this is I mean, again, the, those yeah. that kind of stuff has to be taken into account too. Because yeah. what if some of those folks get this and lose their lives because they yeah. didn't get back? And again, I'm not saying any of this is easy, but well, that's, I, I just I'm, go that's ahead. the calculation. That's the calculation as well is, and I could pretty much guarantee you at this point uh, that it's safer to get the vaccine than to be 80 years old and not get the vaccine, right? Correct. Greater risk from, in other words, where you're getting at is greater risk of dying from COVID than dying from the vaccine for most people. Even women in that age group, it would be interesting to see what the percentage risk is of getting thrombosis and dying or seriously ill. I guess is, is that, is that maybe if you look at the riskiest you know, sort of vector there, the 40 to 50 um, age group would be interesting right. to look at and make that comparison because my guess is if you get, once you're, you're, you're under 40, it's probably almost, right. I mean, dying is probably, well, you know, very, very rare. But here's um, what gets difficult, Cliff, with that is we are not living in a world where J&J is the only vaccine. We're living in a world where somebody comes to you and says, hi, Cliff, um, we've got two vaccines you could get that there's apparently no risk of anything at all. Or we've got a third vaccine, which honestly might kill you. It'll definitely kill some people. The other two won't. But we're not giving you a choice. We're going to give you the vaccine. No, I got you. you. I got you. And the truth of the matter is, is that. Would you take it? I think I such a good job. I honestly think the competence of this program, how they've rolled this stuff out, they had 4.6 million people get, right. a, get vaccinated the other day. They br- right. keep breaking records. I honestly believe when we look back at this <clears throat> in history, this will be looked at with some of the most competent and well-run government yes, but, in but history. Re- no, but I'm making a point here. Yeah, my, my point question. is that it, well, that's not, the, Answer the my question, damn it. Listen, if you'd let me. I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. Go on. But if – but. The point is, is that if they're doing such a good job and getting so many vaccinations out there, what percent of that's Johnson and Johnson? My guess is they can still get a shit ton of people vaccinated without Johnson and Johnson because they've been so good at getting Moderna and getting Pfizer and, you know, and all of that. So would you, know, you be comfortable? I, I admit yes. it would creep me out. I wasn't thrilled about Johnson and Johnson potentially having a lower efficacy than the other shots. I'm now not thrilled that it potentially has more side effects because there's an alternative. If there were no alternative, I wouldn't know any better. And I'd say, sure, what the hell? It's better than- No, I think that's fair. Right? Whereas now I'd go, wait a minute, somebody else gets to have the shot. That there's no complications. I get the shot that maybe I'm going to get a stroke. That Here's the thing, John. I would say to you, you know, I get that. Do. 
Yeah. I, if you're asking me, would I rather have Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson Johnson? This is this is another reason. You you brought efficacy. That's why I wanted one of those two more than anything was the efficacy, yeah. the over ninety percent. Um, but now you add this in, sure, I'd much rather get either of those. Well, but, will people complain? But if you were asking me, if, yeah. if Johnson Johnson were the only one I could get, if I would take that, I would take it with no hesitation. Uh, no, I'm suggesting, for example, hi, you're a city like this Detroit that's majority black. And for whatever reason, most of the sh- for example, pretty soon, we're going to have a big backlog of Johnson & Johnson when they finally get production going again, because no one's going to want to use it. And do you... You know, we're lucky, for example, these are seniors and not homeless people, because if it was homeless people, then you'd have a whole bunch of liberal advocates going, wait a minute. You know, I, the, 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 the impoverished are the ones that are going to get the creepier vaccine. I understand, I understand what you're it saying. It causes a lot of issues, but what do you do? Yeah. Well, I always do? thought it was weird. I mean, if you start off with, hmm. you know, who knows what vaccine you might get? And all of them have completely different efficacy. And, you know, one of them, two of them require two shots, but one of them only requires one shot. I've always thought that that's a little strange. Um, none of this can be done perfectly, but that you're not given a choice. Because maybe some people are like, fuck it. I only want to go once. I'd rather have yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Other people are like, I'd rather have the higher efficacy. I'd rather have Pfizer. And, and See, I understand. And, but that's why, though. It's way too complicated. It's just way I too know. complicated. I, I get that. Yeah. It's, but so, I mean, I don't know what to say with this. I, I, my guess, in the end, I'm going to, to defer to uh, where I always end up. I believe in science. I believe yeah. in scientists. If this is overall the people that have studied this stuff a lot more than me, if this yeah. is the best case scenario, you know, their best conclusion they can come to, I'm going to trust them. Yeah. Because with you. I'll add in one more thing. Hmm. What, the one thing I do know and I feel 100% comfortable with is we don't have people high-fiving each other like in the Trump administration because they lied to us and they were able to convince people well, that yeah. COVID wasn't a real thing and wasn't yeah. dangerous and it's going to be okay. The one thing I, I'm a, a, a billion percent confident of under Ron Klain and the folks that are in the Biden administration is whatever the best information they have is what they're sharing. Now, At that, least that makes me feel a- better. That's a very good point, because if this was the Trump administration right now, we'd be saying, OK, who owns Johnson and Johnson stock right. in the administration? What are they saying? Did the CEO say something bad about Donald Trump and he's yeah. mad at him? Like, is yeah. he having they, a birthday party at Mar-a-Lago, the well, CEO? Seriously, of is he a member? I mean, yeah. all that shit. Right. We have to, see? No, but that's it's exactly well, and that's what happens when way, you have such thoroughly corrupt government. And you would have Johnson. I don't want to keep using them. I don't want to smear, smear them. You would have the drug company immediately, like you just said, buy a membership at Mar-a-Lago. Yep. They would, they would, they would buy their Christmas party right now in advance at the Trump Hotel in DC. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's no, and, and you that's would, why I'm saying, yeah. like having no, somebody right. who you even on any level feel comfortable trusting is at least yeah, yeah, yeah. putting our best interest first. Yeah. So you know, with the combination of. Pol- the the political folks who I believe are being as honest as political folks can be, and right. combine that with scientists who are trying to do their best. I would again, they tell me not to take Johnson and Johnson, even if I'm looking at it and saying six out of whatever, I feel comfortable taking it. If they're telling me not to, I don't. Okay, shall we wrap this and move on to the Trump insurrection, yeah, I- resurrection, but not erection? Um, oh God, I just puked a little bit in my mouth. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna now my allergies are gonna kick in. Don't make me laugh. Sorry. Um, so, th- uh, not bringing this up just as an obnoxious story. This is meant to be a story more about where we are three months after the insurrection. But uh, Republicans held a weekend retreat, of course, in uh, Florida near Mar-a-Lago, whatever the town is near there. What's the? I was gonna say Palm Springs. It's not Palm shithole. I don't know. 
Well, it's, oh, it's, uh, you mean Palm Beach? Palm Beach. There you go. Yeah. Palm Beach is yeah. Well, Mar-a-Lago is actually yeah. in Palm Beach. There you go. Yeah. Quite, so so well well the point was that the they the Republicans held their retreat in Palm Beach. Oh my gosh! It just happens to be right across from Mar-a-Lago. No way! So, it's not because we all have our lips permanently attached to his ass, his and we're the most asshole. pathetic fucking group. I mean, I'll yep. I'll, I'll let John continue, but no, see, right. and, and we're going to get into this. But seeing Nikki Haley get up and say what she said the other day, or whatever. I mean, yep. these. I, I want to tweet out and just be like, well, tell people. Can, well, can somebody explain to said. me what it's like to have absolutely no pride? I want to know what it's like. I just say, yeah. I, I want to know what it's like to be one of these politicians who literally, like, they they have no self worth. Like, getting yeah. office is more important than this. Slight, in any case, so Nikki Haley, who decide finally who's been one of the most calculating like gross people during the entire existence of trump presidency and post-presidency um you know she's with him she's against him she's with yeah. him she's against she's him. a woman of principle she's not she's not yeah. right she goes back and forth like the, the fucking wind blows yeah. and mo- most recently after the insurrection she made sure to say well you know um he took us down a bad path and yeah. you know blah 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 blah. you know and we need to break with him or whatever something of that nature and now she's back to kissing she's his back. ass again. Now she's that she back. saw that even the insurrection, even an attempted coup that led to people dying and our capital being sacked, led all but six Republicans to be like, eh, who knows? It, it, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, McConnell, led- McConnell was all, I'm sorry. So the thing with Haley was she was then asked, would you support Well, Trump but, but she now, you- well, my point is, yeah. is that yeah. if the party after that, she thought that that was going to be the breaking point is what I'm telling you. And that's what she said, what she said, not because she has any principles. She thought they'd turn away from Trump and that she'd be the one who was kind of loyal to him during the administration, but turned away at that terrible moment. Like she was supposed to turns out they didn't turn away afterwards. Kevin McCarthy apologized for his comments, criticizing him, went down and kissed his ass. Um, and so uh, they asked her if she would, she was going to run Nikki Haley in 2024. Now she's back into ass kissing mode. So well. Not if Donald Trump runs. I mean, I would run against him because I'm fucking pathetic. And that she would Um, support him if he runs. Yeah. Which, by the way, after that whole speech in the Senate, McConnell said too when asked a week or two ago. Yeah, McConnell caved. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is an interesting point, as you just raised, because the Republican House leader, right, the the counterpart of Nancy Pelosi – the story with him is that he was on the phone with Trump during the insurrection begging for help and Trump and yes. saying, call these people off. They're going to kill us. And Trump was going, oh, his usual, you know, yes. oh, they're there to kiss and hug you or whatever. And he basically. Well, he also I'm, said that Kevin actually is like, maybe if you'd supported our agenda more strongly, they would they'd like you more. I mean, he literally even at that oh, moment, that's, even with, that. that's yeah. what a sociopath yeah. he is. Yeah. The moment when this guy might be killed, he's he's right. holding it over him and throwing in his face. Right. Well, maybe he didn't support us strongly enough. And McCarthy then responded basically, God damn it. I'm paraphrasing, but God damn it. I'm right here looking at these assholes. Don't fucking tell me they're not, you know, they're nice and they're not doing anything. So this is the interplay you've got. And mind you, all of these guys had family members there. So we should assume his wife and or kids or whatever. uh, uh, And Mike Pence, who won't criticize him, who wouldn't support, you know, the 25th Amendment or impeaching or any of this sort of stuff. I mean, the more we find out, the more we find out that Pence was on the phone, was calling, was, oh, was yeah. begging them to send. I mean, essentially, Pence they, was begging the Pentagon for help. Right. And the, by they, the way, the fact that the Pentagon, did, Cliff, I, I got to tell you, I'm listening. The Pence, so the Pence thing. Let's, let's talk about that for a quick, quick second. So the latest story was that Pence was on the phone with the Pentagon, begging for help, like you know, like an hour before anybody came to help. Right. I hear that shit, and I think, coup. 
What's uh, it was? It sounds I mean, to sorry, me Jonah. like somebody literally said, "Mr. Mr. Pentagon, let the motherfucker die." Is yeah. what I hear when I hear that. Here's what I'm He's saying. I don't think president. they gave a shit if Pence died. I don't think they gave a shit if McCarthy died. I don't think Trump was trying to kill them. What I think he was trying to do, and it did not matter what the consequences were, if his own people, Republicans, were killed too, was to stop the certification yes. of the electoral yeah, college. Yes. That was the goal. Yes. And whatever got in the way, well, you know, didn't matter, yep. right? You're, you're, I'm, I'm talking the, but I, but I'm specifically so talking so about. So my point is that you, right? But you're, but he, remember, he, we all ask those questions. And I'm sorry, there's too much evidence here. You don't need to be a fucking detective, all right? We all ask those questions, which is why is it he was just he just lost the election, but he's placing a couple of his stooges over the Defense Department, you know, pushing Esper out and all these folks and putting his own people in positions to control things. Why is that happening? And then, right. you know, you find out that Pence calls the Pentagon and they're not they're not sending right. in. I mean, to right. me, there is literally no doubt in my mind. That well, and I want to put his why... people there. They planned this. This was going to be their one shot that there, there are guys who had military training in that crowd. And the thing was, was to cause enough chaos to, to stop the, the, the um, electoral college from being certified. So we had more time. To make the argument it was stolen and all this other shit and Republicans could try to argue that it should be thrown down. Well, this wraps into a larger discussion I wanted to have about all of this, which is uh, actually let's <clears throat> two points. One with the Pentagon, I think that issue has been ignored until now. We see stories like this about Pence coming out, but we don't see the logical next step, which is what the fuck was going on at the Pentagon? That all the ones at the Pentagon who were responsible that these generals were willing to let, I know that these generals were willing to let the vice president fucking die. And no one's talking about it. Nobody's saying we need an investigation of the Pentagon. Like none of that's coming up. And it feels to me like it fits in with the larger discussion on, like you just said, Nikki Haley rehabilitating Trump. The fact that the Republicans went and kissed his ass and they even created a fake award to give Trump this weekend. He gave him a nice little bowl. It was so cute. It was, but that, it was... that we've, we've gotten over the, the, the resurrection, the resurrection, the insurrection's gone. It's been three months, and it's no longer even on the radar screen. Well, they, it's not even just that. They've been spending their biggest propagandist at Fox, which is Tucker Carlson, right. has been spending night in and night out, like telling stories about some of the wonderful people that were just there showing their, you know, their their how important it was that we all not have voter fraud. He's been trying to really rehabilitate the people that actually were committing crimes, whether they hurt anybody or not, whether they attacked yeah. anybody or not. They broke into our capital. <laughs> and he's been there. So it's been a coordinated effort from all have we there. Have we helped is where I wanted to go with this. Meaning, once again, I feel like we're not hearing Democrats have any kind of consistent ongoing message about the – the guys fucking tried to overthrow the government and they killed a cop. They tried to kill the Republican vice president. I mean – is this not a good messaging point for Democrats to try to beat home about how bad this party is? I say it is. And we don't – no one talks about it anymore. Uh, I mean? Yeah, I know. I, I'm almost just <laughs> at a, a point. I don't know what to say anymore. I, yeah. I don't. You know, but this is again, what happens as I a result. I know certain efforts out there yeah. now to create among various groups – you know, to create larger megaphones for people on the left. So we've got better distribution of what we're talking about and our messaging. Um, but I still don't see even in the current sort of environment where we are at a mass disadvantage because of talk radio and Fox and all that. I don't see our people out there constantly pushing this. And I get no. that they had that they had to pass the 
you know, you, they had to pass the uh, stimulus and now they have to pass the infrastructure bill. But, but here's the thing. Joe Biden doesn't have to be the one out there talking about this. Right. It should be members of the Senate and members of the House and pundits and others people should be doing. There should be studies done by by progressive and, and frankly, independent Brookings type think tanks talking about what went wrong. And what I mean, there should be all sorts of ways to remind people of what they did and what they let him get away with. And do you think it's Biden's people who are I think it's Biden's people who are telling Again, my experience working on the Hill is speaking. Not, I like Biden, but I find people on our side are already pushing back whenever we have any vague little criticism of Biden. People keep freaking out at me. But having worked on the Hill, I, I know that you tend to genuflect to the president, although not always. Democrats are much better at saying fuck you to their own president than Republicans do, as we know. But I feel like this is Biden's people who said what you were just getting at. We want stimulus passed. We want infrastructure. We want Republican votes. We promised bipartisanship. Don't keep or we want at least seem. It's not that we want Republican votes uh, as much as we want to at least seem like we're trying to be bipartisan, and we can't seem that way if we're right. attacking Republicans as murderers. Right, and, point, and it's giving a, it's giving them a justification to then attack us back and say, "Well, correct. look, you're being bi- you're not being bipartisan." Yeah, but uh, again. And it, the, the whole point is, if you understand this game is on purpose, this is what you should be doing. Biden's above it in that way. He right. makes harsh criticisms of Republicans when necessary right. and of Trump, but he's not out there throwing the biggest bombs. Right. But I just I still don't get why there aren't key members yeah. of Congress doing that constantly. Yeah. And the if the if the members of Congress were doing it, Democratic members were constantly putting out a message about the insurrection. What are Republicans going to say? I mean, imagine what's what's the talking point, Cliff, from a Republican? You're not being bipartisan, and your response is, "You guys like tried to overthrow the government three weeks ago." We're reminding people of that fact. That's not, I mean, is there? I mean, what does that even mean? Bipartisan is that it's okay to over? It's okay to kill a cop? I mean, what? Like, and you could be having. I mean, here's the other right? thing, just, John. What about state? What about in all the states where we control? You know, the trifecta passing proclamations. You know, of, hmm. of you know, of horror. Name a proclamation that we will never have our capital sacked again, or whatever yes. the hell come up with something. What about yes. every city, which is, by the way, ninety percent of yeah. cities that, that are controlled by Democrats and Democratic uh, Democratic mayors and yeah. Democratic? I mean, there's ways that if you would stagger all of that, those proclamations yeah. would still be getting passed. We'd still be getting local media. We yeah. concentrate on 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 these cities and whatever in key swing states and Texas and Georgia and Arizona. I just, I don't, don't. you pass, you maybe you can't make the day a holiday that might be pushing it, but you, you make resurrection, resurrection. I'm going to keep calling it resurrection day. You make insurrection day, a, uh, some kind of a local day of memorial day of remembrance, right? So that every year on the 6th, people are reminded of it. We start treating it a little bit like, it needs to be treated a little bit like September 11th. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the unprecedented podcast to hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media. Please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.